smash or pass teach like a champion edition all right so we have teach like a champion here and we were brought up on teach like a champion and we're going to go through the strategies one by one and we're not going to play smash or pass because that's inappropriate we know the kids are listening <laughs> but we are going to play stash or pass similar so, rules similar rules same <laughs> rules but you're going to stash it you're going to keep it yeah that means you like it you're going to stash it away save I, it for later i got to make sure it's school appropriate well yeah the kids are listening the kids are listening <laughs> they found so, it <laughs> i have teach like a champion we're going to say tlac yeah but i have teach like a champion version one i've got 2.0 and they're both by doug lamov yeah we we lived and breathed tlac in our early formative years of teaching um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And if you can't, you'll get a little bit of a kind of a taste today. It's just, it's a lot of different teaching strategies in all different sort of realms of teaching. Um, and some of them are basic things that good teachers do all the time that he just gives a really good name for. And some are, you know, pretty unique to him, I would say. So we have the book in hand and mm -hmm. we're going to randomly open up to a strategy and stash or pass. Instant stash Instant or pass. Instant stash or pass. And then why? <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Okay. All right. I'm opening up. What you got? Entry routine. Oh, stash. Stash it for sure. Entry routine you got to have. Hard stash. <laughs> you need a super clear routine before the first day of school. It needs to be crystal clear in your head, written out. I'm on year 13 and that's still a routine that I create over the summer and we go over the directions. We practice it the first couple of days of school. You have to have that. You got to have it. All right. Entry routine is a stash. Yeah. Easy. All right. Your turn. You do entry routines like in the beginning of the year to save yourself now. Oh, for sure. I should you have know? said technique 28. Oh, technique 28. Technique 28. Entry yeah. routine. Thank you, Doug. Okay. Easy start. Easy stash. Okay. I've got 2.0 here. And I'm I think opening. they're the same. They're mostly the, in the same order. Yeah. I think 2.0 just has a couple new ones. Okay. Ooh, this is technique 15 in TLAC 2.0 without apology, which is essentially don't apologize to the kids about like boring lessons or content you just have to get through. I'm a pass on that. I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I think yeah. I might be a pass too. Right. I Why think, are you a pass? Well, as soon as you said, I don't want to deceive the kids and like no apologies. Mm -hmm. Like I think you can be real with them sometimes and say, this is not the most engaging lesson. We're going to grind it out. We're learning a new skill. It's going to be kind of tough. Yeah. But it's like this sometimes. And it's something you have to learn. Yeah. The description says embrace rather than apologize for rigorous content, academic challenge, and the hard work necessary to scholarship. Sometimes the way we talk about expectations inadvertently lowers them. If we're not on guard, we can unwillingly apologize for teaching worthy content and even for teaching the students themselves. I get that. I get what he's logic. trying to say. Yeah. But I do think sometimes it's okay to say, okay, you know what, you guys, this is not a glitzy, flashy, super fun group activity, but it's really important and it's going to set us up for XYZ in the future. Doug's probably listening. He's being like, no, you're not quite getting it. But like, <laughs> hey, hey, we'll have him on the show and he can correct he, he us. Can, he can correct us. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I, yeah, I don't want to apologize for the lesson, but I think it's okay to name it if it's not going to be the most exciting lesson in the world oh my god i just opened up to without apology apologies oh. for content what technique what number is it i'm, I'm not it's number five for me oh it's 15 and 2.0 all right your turn all right i just opened up to technique one no opt out mm. stash easy stash 
you can't you can't opt out of learning no easy stash that's a slippery slope too what do you mean like if you allow a little i mean everyone has a rough day of course i'm not gonna like treat my students like robots and force them to do things but in general if you allow a little bit of opting out i think then the next day it's a lot easier to opt out and then friends of that student can opt out i think you need to provide support instead of allowing opting out figure out what's going on that's making that person want to opt out if you can and see what you can do to try and you know help them rather than letting them not do it i get you I yeah get you. all right whose turn is it i think it's my turn wait did you already find another one i got one yeah <laughs> go for it then <laughs> no 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 you, you go ahead okay let's see let's see i got excited sorry <laughs> no, all right now i'm gonna go i'm, I'm ready okay. all, right, all right so this is technique three and this is stretch it oh stash yeah hard like a kid answers a question and you don't just say yes or no you make them elaborate on why it's right you change up the prompt a little bit you say what would happen if this happened or and when you did this what did you get yeah hard stash that's blue that's rigor yeah stretch it rigor is is deeply understanding something and it's possible if a student answers a question right that they don't actually know why it's right you know they could be regurgitating or they could be saying buzzwords that they know they've been hearing that they want you to hear yeah and stretching it is super important not only for the kid who's answering but for the kids who are listening too yeah doug was a clever one just putting these nice catchy titles on these yeah, that's a good one. All right, keep going. Okay, number 34 and 2.0, call and response. Stash. Stash. Easy stash. Yeah, ooh, you've got a, why? No, I'm excited about that. Top five stash, right? Top like, five. If, I love it for new things, like new material, vocab. If mm -hmm. there's no reason why you can't have some call and response, especially if you, you know, add some type of gesture with it too. Well, now you're starting to get into like whole brain teaching I know, a little I'm, bit I'm too. Te I'm cheating a little bit. No, but it's true. And it says his description is ask your class to answer questions in unison from time to time to build energetic, positive engagement. And then he goes in to say there's five types. So there's the repeat, which is, you know, they literally repeat after you. Um, report, reinforce, review, and solve. Oh, I need to learn more about those. Yeah, really uh, only right away. Repeat. It was just number. Yeah, the repeat. Yeah. I think it's really good for behavioral expectations too. Like before you're going to go into something a little less structured, it's a good, it's, it's a good, good idea to yeah. have them all say it out loud. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all right. I got one. Okay. I got technique 25. Okay. I know this is what you're going to say. Wait time. Top three. Top three stash. Top three stash. Top three stash. Wait time. Oh my gosh. Wait we, time is the most, it, that is one of the most powerful tools I think a teacher can have. We saw it this weekend where mm -hmm. a parent asked their child a question and or one parent asked the child a question and the other one will fill in instead of giving the kid, you know, some think time yeah, and, to and, answer the question. And prompts right away. Yeah. Just let let their brain process. Let you know, think. we're I know I've said this many times, but seven seconds. Wait seven seconds after you ask a question. That can be often how long a young person actually needs to formulate an answer. <laughs> Wait time. Easy stash. Easy stash. Easy stash. Top three. I'm even, I'm finding that I'm filtering this as I'm going through it too, because I'm looking at some and be like, no, I actually don't know what that is. Skip that. All <laughs> no, right. I got no, another. you're cheating then. All right. All right. I'll stop cheating. Okay. We should make a top five list too. Okay. Okay. So wait time, 
you said call and response is one of your top five. I think I was a, it was an early jump. It was an <laughs> early jump on call and response. I don't know if call and response is going to make top five. Okay. Uh, oh, I just opened a stretch it. Okay, let me see. Um, what is this one? Ooh, technique number eight, build a culture of error. Oh, uh, yeah. Stash. Stash. Big stash. If right. kids feel like they can't make a mistake, they are not going to learn. And I, I think earlier in my career, you know, if you make a mistake, you kind of don't own it as much as you do when you get older because you mm -hmm. show that, hey, I'm a teacher, I'm human, I make mistakes too. Yeah. But it's about correcting and moving on. Yeah, we can model that for them. Yeah. Plus, I think I make so many mistakes every day that <laughs> yeah. that one of my jokes is like, oh, first mistake of the day. And the kids know it's not. It's like, <laughs> it's it's after lunch. There's been at least a dozen mistakes already. And the kids have probably corrected me on it. And how how important is it to have an environment where mistakes are okay to make? Yeah. Because that then if that is the culture of your classroom, you know that when a mistake is made, it will be, turn into a learning opportunity instead of like, a moment of shame or embarrassment. And then something I love about how Lamov writes about this is that one of the, like the subsections on this is expect error. Ooh. Right? So like when you're going through different pieces of your lesson, I had a training on this once and it was so helpful. When you're going through different pieces of your lesson, anticipate the most common mistakes that your kids are going to make and have those ready in the back of your mind so that you can lean into those and say, oh my gosh, what a great mistake we just made. Let's see why we made that mistake so that we can learn from it. You know, have that exemplar. Think about what issues they're going to have. Yep. Yep. All right. I can see your, I, I can see you're ticking on the next one already. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping around to number 41, threshold. Mm. Top three. Top three. Easy. Man, I haven't had a pass in a while. I think, our, I know he did a good job. I think our top three is going to be like seven different things, but threshold <laughs> is an easy top three. So tell us about threshold, threshold in case people don't know what it is and yeah, why it matters. Is when you're standing at the door and you're setting the expectations the moment the students walk in. Mm -hmm. If you if they walk into your space, it's it's much more controlled. They get a vibe for how class is going to go that day. Mm -hmm. You greet them at the door. You give them a fist bump. You give them a high five. You say good morning, good afternoon, but. They see you walking in and yeah, let's say that someone comes in with some extra energy. You just ask him to do it again. Yep. But I don't even like when they say controlling the threshold, you got to manage the threshold, threshold, Ooh. top three, easy. I like manage better than control. My favorite thing about managing the threshold is that that's the one time that you can actually have one-on-one -on -one time with each kid. Even if it's only a couple seconds, it's, it's literally face-to-face one-on-one time. What, and you have a real, you have, you ask an entry question every I day. I do. I love my entry routine. Um, I do really fun. So every Monday it's always, what was a highlight from your weekend? And every Friday it's always, what's something you're looking forward to this weekend? But other than that, I'll change it up. It'll be, uh, what's your favorite ice cream toppings or pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? You know, different. Strong yes. Fun. <laughs> That's a stash. That's um, a stash different fun questions and it's it's such a good way to build culture and do a quick check-in with kids sometimes i'll just do one to ten how are you today um you can get a pulse on how they're feeling i i love that it's it's actually one of my favorite routines i'm gonna try and find one that you don't know good luck oh i know i'm a nerd okay i'm gonna find a random one i'm flipping through it's my oh, turn so right? if you don't know it i definitely won't know it so <laughs> it's your turn okay all hands. Technique 29. What's all hands? I don't know. Shoot. Yes, I do. I do. It's this. 
Leverage hand raising to positively impact pacing. Manage and vary the ways that students raise their hands as well as the methods you use to call on them. Oh, okay. Well, of course we do that. So that's just like, don't just take the first hand that's... Try and get as many hands as you can in the Try and get as many hands as you can and also like change up modalities of how you call on people. Does he want all hands? Like every hand? I think it's... I think the theory behind it is to cut down on like the same three kids raising their hands and getting called on. Because I'm not going to do every hand. Because if I have an introverted kid, I'm not going to make them, you know jump out of their right. shell too much no right so I, i'm actually gonna say pass on this one i would say like stash to changing up modalities but i'm not gonna make every single child raise their hand for every single question that's kind of rough all right i got one for you okay pepper 24 technique oh, 24 pepper 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 i think Pe- pepper's like when you do quick cold calls really you know yeah, rapidly to other students around the room it's just supposed to be quick and engaging right yeah or you can do like pick sticks where you know pull the names out right away yeah or now I, we have wheel of names yeah wheel of names i support like the sticks pretty quickly but mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like if i'm too energetic and if i'm just cold calling too quickly i don't want to put a bunch of anxiety on the kids well and it depends on the content right like we just Good. talked about stretch it that's the opposite of pepper yeah so like if you're doing quick review of vocab terms or something maybe pepper's really great but if you're diving into like the impacts of the compromise of 1850, okay, <laughs> you're okay. not going to use, well, come on, <laughs> no, don't you're call fine. me it too hard. <laughs> you're not going to use pepper for that. You'd use stretch it for that. So you, it depends on the content. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, for yeah. review, it sounds great, but yeah. you, you definitely can't use it as management. No. No. That would be a great cram. All right, your turn. Do now. Stop. Oh. <laughs> Top three. Top three. Top three. Top three. <laughs> do now is top three. Do now is a strong stash. You strong. have to have a do now. Mm-hmm. You can you manage the threshold when they walk in. They sit down. They get the notebooks out. They know what they're doing. You have to have a do now. This is all part of the entry routine, which is one of the first ones we pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Big stash. Big stash. I mean, you, man, you can lose so much time by not using some of these strategies, like by not managing the threshold, by not having a do now, you're gonna spend so much time just trying to get things started. Mm-hmm. And again, save your sanity in April. Set up routines and procedures in August to save your sanity in April and May. Yep. That's what I say. Okay. Another one? Normalize error, technique 49. Oh, we kind of just talked about that one. Yeah, we did kind of talk about that one Let's a little pick bit. pick a different one. All right, J factor. I mean... <sighs> Okay, so, well, let's break down what J-Factor is for people who might not know. Right, the J stands for joy. Mm -hmm. So bringing the joy into everything that you do and bringing the joy into your lessons. So I, I, okay. Sorry, you want a little bit more? Yes, Fun and games, us and them, uh, drama, song and dance, suspense and surprise, humor, but... Really, are you bringing some joy into the lesson? Yeah. All so right. obviously I'm a stash on bringing joy into your classroom. <laughs> like, of course, that's something that I support. But I think sometimes I have issues with things like that because it makes it f- sound like you're supposed to have a song and dance every single day. And you do not have to do that. I think that you can bring joy into your classroom by having good relationships. And by like humor was one that you just said, you know, by being able to joke with the kids and having a just a funny, comfortable atmosphere. So Yes, of course I support like bringing joy into your classroom, but you don't have to tap dance every day. Yeah. You know? Yep. Okay. Like, uh, what's her name? Jessica Day and New Girl. 
Oh yeah. She nailed J Factor. She nails J Factor. She, she brings it all stuff. the time. <laughs> Jessica okay. Day would have been an amazing teacher to have. Oh Except my for gosh. the shenanigans that they get into outside of class. She's like Miss Frizzle. I, <laughs> okay. I would I would have loved to have her. Yep. Um, okay. I'll explain this one because it's not as intuitive by name. At bats. Oh, at bats. Top five. Top five. We we'll give, we'll give a top five. So, I agree. So what an at bat is, is it's a practice opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's like a baseball metaphor where you're up at the plate and the more at bats you have, the better you'll get at striking the ball. In school, the more at-bats you have practicing content, the better you'll be at achievement. Exactly. Like, we don't expect someone to learn how to, like, hit a home run by hitting one ball. Like, they hit thousands of balls, right? And in school, a lot of the times, if you actually look at a lesson plan or the structure of, like, activities and exercises, they sometimes only get, like, two chances to practice something. How is anyone going to master something with only two practice opportunities so give as many at bats as you can i think that that's where homework can become a helpful tool if the structures are you know set right up you're not that. saying do a hundred math problems to get a hundred at bats no, no you're no, saying no, no. if you had a five-step lesson plan and there were only two or three at bats per section in your five-step lesson plan mm-hmm. you got to have a few more at bats for the homework and then some spiral review next day in the do now but you should keep track you know kind of like a statistic of all right here's a learning target how many at bats am i giving them to master this target totally and like you said if you're using a five-step lesson plan how many at bats am i showing them i don't want to model it once i want to model it a couple different times with different words numbers whatever it is that you're modeling yep um and then even in guided practice hopefully a couple different like modalities like alone with a partner on a whiteboard with a manipulative, you know, up and about the room, whatever. Sometimes the kids might even ask, why are we doing this again? And that's a good way to say like, hey, we're doing more at bats and you can teach them about the technique. Yeah. And, you know, just name it like these are at bats. These are practice sessions. You know, you're going to have to face, you know, the real deal version on an assessment at some point. Mm -hmm. You'll be more comfortable with more at bats. And for those of us who teach humanities, sometimes it can be hard to think about that because it's not just like, you know, practice this equation multiple times. But the way I think of it is addressing like big themes and essential questions repeatedly and throughout the year. And so I actually said this just the other day where I said, I hope that you are getting so good at answering this question that you're rolling your eyes when I ask it because you have 10 different ways to answer it. You know, and they're like, we can, we can. I was like, good, that's how it should be. But, you know, back in August, you couldn't, you know, and so sometimes at-bats can be throughout the course of a year too, not just within a lesson. What you uh, got? Uh, I'm trying to find a pass, okay. to be fair. I'm and I think I found one. Too. So we, we have a controversial one. Ooh. Slant. Sit up, listen, ask and answer questions, nod your head, track the speaker. Oh, my God. You're like giving me flashbacks. I see you. Yeah. Okay. Hard pass. Hard pass on slant. Coming Not... from a reformed hard stash on slant. I it... have changed my ways. The coach was in the room and <laughs> did you check your slant? Oh my God. Hard pass on slant now. For those of you, who, if you haven't heard of that or it's not familiar, for those of you who have, you'll know. If you know, you know. Um, it's really big in the charter world. And, you know, I understand why it's there because there are so many behaviors to manage and there are so many gaps to close that a lot of the times it feels like that's you you have to have pretty extreme levels of management in the room you know 
But now looking back at it, I feel like it's just, I don't know. It's low-key oppressive. It is. Yeah. yeah, It might even be high-key oppressive. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's very militaristic. Right. You know, sit up, listen, ask and answer questions, nod your head, and track the speaker. They're like... The intention is, you know, it's based on good ideas that mm-hmm. you should be actively engaged in your learning. Right. But, you know, if someone puts their head down on their desk because they've had a really rough night, and we yeah. know these kids have had those rough nights, but you say, like, slant and then... Or track. Or track. Like, back to your comment, I'm always, you know, aware of of different forms of learning and different, you know, personalities and identities. And tracking the speaker, that just means, like, looking at the whoever is talking. And so if you're using slant, truly, um, kids are expected to, you know, kind of bobble their head and look at track, you know, literally track the speaker, whoever it is. And I think that that could be really tough for introverts. I think it can be tough for people who might have different learning abilities. Um, And I think it can be a cultural issue, too. Like, not all cultures see that as respectful. Yeah. You know? No. No. And I think about, you know, if I was the learner in the room, you know, mm-hmm. as an adult now, if I was in PD and they were making me slant and track the speaker and calling it out, yeah, I wouldn't like how it makes me feel. It yeah. feels like there's some hawk watching over me and, yeah. you know, I'm already in trouble and I haven't done anything because I'm not doing a good enough job slanting. Yeah. All right. So if you're doing it, no, no shade on you, but we go it's the, a pass like, for we, me. Yeah. It's. Yeah. We've been there. We've been there. For several years. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we found a pass. That's All good. right. That's good. Um, all right. Is it my turn? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. I am. We're um, not going to get through all of them. But we'll oh do my a, gosh. We'll no. do a few more. Maybe we could do a couple more each. This is good to revisit too. Ooh. ooh. Work the clock. What's so, work the clock? Yeah. There's different things that go into this. Could, wait. Can I do a guess? Is yeah. It, is it just make sure that you have the right pacing? Pretty much. So it's, it's measure time um, visibly and intentionally. So it's like using a timer. Yep. Um, using countdowns effectively, setting time goals and being transparent about them. Oh, that's a stash. That's a stash. That's for a me stash too. for sure. And that's another way to. Um, I think that's actually an engagement technique, right? Because it's like time flies when you're having fun, right? And so if you're doing 15 minutes of the same practice problem over and over, that's great. That's at bats, but you're gonna lose engagement. Instead, you should do a two-minute chunk and then. You know, then you share out and then a three minute chunk and whatever. And right. Yeah. I found that it's kind of like a least invasive where if I need to get the kids to do something quickly or if we're starting class and maybe the do now has ended and they're chatting a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I start the stopwatch that displays on the board, they're really motivated to get back on track quickly. Yeah. So work the clock. You can that's wrap a stash. That yeah, that's a stash. You can wrap that up into like class competitions and stuff too. Yeah. Get on classroom screen. Classroom yeah. screen. Please sponsor us. Oh my gosh! Oh, please sponsor uh, us. Biggest fans, right? Biggest here, man. fans. Yeah. Right. If, if our listeners haven't checked it out, check out Classroom Screen. It's free. It's just this amazing um, display screen. It's a student-facing website that you make, and it you can have text, you can have countdowns, you can have timers, stopwatches. I put gifs up there, gifs up there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. All right, I got one for you. Okay. Technique thirty-five. Props. Oh, I'm a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what, well what, what do you understand props as? Because I was, I didn't know what props was until I saw. Oh, okay. It. You know what? Let me pull that back. Why don't you tell me first? Uh, it's public praise. So it's shout outs, it's ops, 
So it's giving props. Oh, it's my not, bad. No, yeah. I was reading it and I read it. I was like, props. I was like, no. Props, like, that's too... Like, cheesy. Yeah, yeah, that's too cheesy. No, but this is, like, you know, giving shout-outs or two hands on two or some enthusiasm. Where it's like, then you would have a shout-out, but you're giving props. Okay. It's a, I'm a stash. Easy stash. <laughs> Did, yeah, I don't like some of the really... Um, it's just not my style. Some of the, like really performative celebrations i think those are good for little guys but not so much middle school yeah but oh shout outs and like calling kids out for awesome answers doug this is a this is a reach props in here like you should definitely be celebrating kids for their accomplishments i'm glad yeah. you put it in though that's true yeah putting it in means that i people do like recognize when it. you give kids props and you'll i like doing the two claps on two but then you change it up we're like now a clap a stomp a woo yeah or, uh, two stomps and a table slam. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, you try and get the beat with it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, props. I know, hard stash. My bad. Hard, no, you're good. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I read like props. That's actually like, like a top five. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not Miss Day. Uh, yeah, exactly. Although I do sometimes wear a crown, so maybe I shouldn't have said it's fine. pass so quickly. It's cool to wear a crown. For the first one, either. Okay. I've got a, I've got a fan favorite here. Show call. Oh, show call. Top three. I think I've had a room on my top three. <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna go top five. Uh-huh. So the show call want to explain the show call. Show call yes. is a hard stash. Hard stash. That's the top three for it's me. It's a great teaching technique. So show call again is something that I think a lot of teachers do, but there's a fancy name for it now. Is it's just when you put great work, um, ideally student work, but you know, you, you could put like a pre planned exemplar. In, in a public place like under your dot cam or, or pull up a google doc on your board or whatever and you look at why it's great and you dissect why it's great and it is one of my absolute favorite teaching tools for rigor yeah it's full, the best full positivity sandwich too you always start with what's great yeah and then you ask the student if they want to receive some you know some kind feedback some critical feedback mm -hmm. and then you end with something great too but I yeah. found that they really like putting the writing up and getting feedback. They do. Like they're much more confident with that kind of stuff than I think I was as a kid. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't put my writing up now. Sometimes, like yeah. even when I send emails, you're rereading it and rereading it. But That's if true. you, it, it's nice if you can put your writing up in front of the board and have somebody say, like, I love that vocab word you chose. Well, and this, that feeds into the culture of errors. Yeah. Right. Like if you do show calls a lot, if that's a regular thing, that that shifts the you, that's just what you do in your room you just you look at each other's work you give each other feedback i always like framing like you said the positivity sandwich make sure it's meaningful though like actually find a good thing not just to be performative about it but something that other kids can see like oh that's good oh i'll do that too and then i really like asking them now what could we do to make it even better right rather than like what was bad <laughs> you know <laughs> still framing it in a positive way just to make sure everybody's feeling good i'm Okay, I was going to give you Everybody Writes, Ooh. but I've decided instead because mm -hmm. I think Everybody Writes is an easy stash. Yeah, easy stash. How about board equals paper? Oh, okay. Th okay, that's a good one. So board equals paper is the literal by the description. It's just, you know, their paper, their handout, whatever they're using should be basically identical to what's displayed on the screen so that it's easy for kids to yep. translate that information and i think that's really important for certain age groups and sort of certain 
abilities. An easy beginning of the year kind of technique too to establish routines, expectations. Right. If you're a packet kind of teacher where you're giving out the packet each day Mm -hmm. and what they see on the board should be easy to find on their paper. Right. And they, they fill in missing words. Or I think it's pretty equitable, actually. Yeah, the annotated diagram. Like, it's yeah. very, it's really, really good. It's a great accommodation. Well, and I, so the only reason I hesitated is because I think there are some things that might be a little more complicated and nuanced, and it's okay to, to break off of that. But I had a coach supporting me with uh, trying to get, like, really watertight on board equals paper several years ago. And it was driving me crazy because I was making these beautiful, we were a packet school and I was making these beautiful packets for my kids and then spending all this time making a slideshow that looked as similar to the packet as possible. And she was like, just display the packet. Just show the packet. Just display the Google Doc and scroll down as the lesson goes. And I don't know why I hadn't thought of that on my own, but that was a game changer. Yeah. You're like, why are you making a PowerPoint in addition to the packet? Just put the PDF of the packet up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially then, with the smart board too. Right. Right. Or like make a copy that's sort of like your copy, you mm-hmm. know, so that you're not messing with one you can reprint the next year and then you can type your answers along with what they're writing and yeah, that was a good one. I like it. I couldn't do it every day. I think if you're doing that every single day, especially if you're doing it for too long during a lesson, that mm-hmm. would get kind of repetitive a little too quickly agreed yeah beginning of the unit especially establishing vocab or i think if i was an english teacher and i was trying to annotate a paragraph like to get ready for standardized tests i would want a couple examples of like what it means to annotate some vocab for context clues or to underline keywords i think that's a good board equals paper exercise yeah agreed as well as like any type of science vocab math procedure you got it so that's similar to what we were saying about like stretch it versus pepper and then board equals paper a lot of these strategies come down to what's the content you know content is king and you need to keep that in mind that certain strategies might not pair well with certain learning targets and that's okay you do what you need to do for that lesson you know i hate as an adult in pd now where i'm given a packet and i can see that there's words missing and i'm just waiting for them to get there in the slide it gives me something to do during (laughs) pd and it's fun to kind of think about what the words are beforehand Uh but then i might not be listening to the speaker anymore because i'm trying to figure out like what is the missing word here in the sentence well you should have checked your slant i should i should have checked my (laughs) slant i wasn't tracking the speaker all right should we do one more each or do you think we're good? Uh, I think we should do one more each and then we should do a couple rapid fire smasher pass. I'm just going to go uh, to the no front of the book. Just no Okay. Yeah. Okay. I forgot whose turn it was because I'm actually having too much fun with this. But let me ask you on ratio. Oh, top three. Top three, right? <laughs> I said that like 10 times. I, I was looking at it like ratio is top three. Check for understanding is a technique. Oh. Like number one thing you do. Ratio is, it's just the ratio of student thought and voice to teacher thought and voice. So obviously you want it to be much heavier on the students. You want them to be the ones doing the work and thinking and speaking and writing and and all the things way more than you are during the lesson. We do our work behind the scenes before the lesson starts. And once it starts, we want ratio to be focused on the kid. Right. Like a low ratio on the kids would be a lecture where they're just sitting there passive and listening and the ratio is almost all on the teacher. Yep. Yeah. It's the cognitive ratio. Who's doing the thinking? Exactly. All right. I think that I'm in the front of the book Uh and there's a ton of them that we haven't done. And there's some of them that I don't actually know what they are. (laughs) But I'll I'll ask you... 
like seven or eight in a row. And I want you to just give me a quick stash or pass. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Some of them we might have already done. Okay. Okay. 100%. Stash. No way. Yeah. Of course, stash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking of like, I think sometimes, I know you said rapid fire. I know. Sometimes I broke the rule. there's a kid who needs something different that day. Otherwise, hundred percent. That's why I hesitated. Okay. Okay. I'm going, I'm going techniques 36 through 42. Okay. I'm only going to say the word now. All right. hundred percent. So stash. What to do. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is it just like, you? (laughs) is that just what to do direction? Stash. Strong voice. Stash. Do it again. Stash. Sweat the details. Mm, Pass. Threshold. Stash. No warnings. Oh, pass. Yeah. Ew. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a really good one, but okay. Um, no, I think some kids, some kids need a warning. Again, it's I think equity and emotional. Yeah, and Doug, you did a very, re- you did a great job with oh. this book. And I know that there's yeah, there was kind of a let's cancel teach like a champion a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uncommon schools in general. Yeah, those are the schools that you know are kind of based on this. Right. I think there's a lot of. Obviously, we're a fan if we're talking about them. We have two copies here. But I think there's a lot of great things. And also, there are some things that maybe should be shifted, that I have shifted. Yeah. It's not a perfect recipe book. Right. And as you get older and as you get further in your career, you're like, yeah, I'll stash that one. I'll pass on this. Yep. Okay. I'm going to give you rapid fire, too. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I'm doing techniques 53 and on. Okay. Okay. I'm worried I'm not going to know. Oh, you know be seen looking stash radar stash least invasives stash this is obviously the management section calm finesse it sounds like a stash sounds like a stash sounds need like to a look stash that one up um strong voice stash Precise. yeah i yeah. like strong voice i don't like how it sounds like i know that they like have a formal register stand up speak proudly right but Strong voice doesn't mean yelling. Strong no. voice just means that, you know, I'm owning the space right it's now. It's just your teacher voice. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a stash. Yeah. Because if you don't have it, like it's really, you can't teach. Exactly. You exactly. And yeah, it does not mean like yelling or anything like that. Um, precise praise. Stash. Top three. <laughs> positive framing. Uh, wait, is positive praise? It's just like narrating the positive. No, no. But what was the one before it? Precise praise. How is, aren't they basically the same? I think they're really similar. They're really similar. Because precise praise is, you know, not just saying like, good job. No, it's saying like exactly, it's pa- it's praising the exact thing they did right. Right. And then what's the next technique? Positive framing. I think that's more so like oh, narrating the you. positive for behaviors. Like, I love the way that Piers is sitting ready to start his do now. Yeah. Or is the, is the framing <laughs> about the lesson? Like, you know, this is a great thing to be learning. Well, that was in the management section, so I don't think so. I think yeah. it was like about behavior. I mean, I think that any kind of positive reinforcement and like least invasives are important and every now and then like you know a student does need to know like hey your behavior is outside the expectations Mm -hmm. right now but we can bring it back exactly yeah that's why i passed on no warnings i think a lot of the times a small conversation makes a really big difference right 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 yeah yeah and you know meeting the kids where they are yep exactly okay i think that's a big shift in the last 10 years is just being much more much more aware and considerate of students as a whole person and not just a student, yeah. you know, and that's a really great shift. It's not just happening. a body that gives you data that funds right. your school. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. All right. 
teach like a champion in general a stash St- yes yes tlac as a whole top three top three <laughs> top three teaching books yeah and we will take this down in a couple years if tlac is canceled <laughs> yeah no, yeah forgive us forgive us this is uh, only in the moment that we know yeah of right this now. is 2023 <laughs> all right all right anything else no make it a great week we've you know we're in the home stretch here folks and we'll see you next time good luck godspeed